Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Hey, Kat. Hey, Tanya. How you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, we're doing good here in Tennessee. We're trying to decide if it's if it's going to be winter or if it's going to be summer or somewhere in between. Yeah, us too. It's currently raining. Is it? Well. Mm-hmm. But it's supposed to turn back over to snow, so it's probably going to be uh, gross tomorrow. <laughs> well, we have schizophrenic weather in Tennessee. You know, it's just what it is, you know. As yeah. they say, wait a minute and you'll get something different. Yeah. <laughs> right. So. So, Kat, what are we talking about today? I am so excited. Sandy Coomer is a poet. She's an artist. She's an Ironman triathlete, and she's a business owner from Nashville, Tennessee. So she's not an overachiever at all. Her poetry and her art have been published in many journals and magazines, and she's the author of three poetry chapbooks and two full-length poetry collections. She's a three-time poetry mentor in the AWP Writer to Writer Membership Program and the co-host of a monthly online poetry open mic. And she gets lots of people at that. That is a wonderful opportunity. I haven't done it yet or haven't listened in yet, but I do plan on doing that. I plan on it all the time, but I haven't done it yet. She's the editor of an online journal, Rockville Review, and she is an idea person, and that's kind of an understatement. She loves adventures, challenges, and learning how to do hard things she never envisioned herself doing. She recently learned to drive a John Deere tractor, and she now bush hogs over 30 acres of farmland, and she does that at Rockville Riders Colony. And this is a a retreat in Middle Tennessee, and it's a center for creative writers that she founded and directs. She also builds trails there. She fixes leaky toilets. She cleans out gutters. She weeds fence lines. She gets the chainsaw out and cuts down trees that have fallen down. She changes oil. I mean, really? (laughs) She changes oil in her zero-turn mower. She also designs and leads workshops for weekend writing retreats and welcomes writers for one to four week residencies. She's a dreamer and a teacher. She's an explorer. She's a nature lover. Her favorite word is believe. And she's got that written in a lot of places around the writer's colony. She's also the mother of four. She's just one of the neatest women I've ever met. She's a pretty cool person. So I'm glad we get to interview her today. Thank you, Kat. Lovely. (laughs) Um, You know what I did today far as uh you know being on the farm we have this giant mulch pile and we're going to mulch all the trails so we oh wow this this weird uh tarp thing and drug a bunch of mulch with the tractor up to this this other section of land and it was just a, let's see if this works it's a 90 chance failure here but mm-hmm. it worked yeah. so we have our mulch moved so, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's part of all part of the day at Rockville. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I've known, how long have we known each other, Sandy? Uh, I'm, I'm thinking about 10 years. Yeah. We met at West of the Moon Writing Retreat, right? Yeah. That's where we first Creativity met. Creativity yeah. Retreat. Yeah. Yeah. So I was teaching yoga and Sandy is one of the wonderful writers there. And I have to say the first time, Tanya, that I really got to know her, we were staying at um, the New Harmony Inn in Indiana. And it was the first day and I went to my room and we all had our 
own private rooms. And I just put on my attractive pajamas, which were like flannel and a funky shirt. And all of a sudden I hear a knock on the door and I'm like, oh my gosh, what the heck? So I kind of go and I creep over the door because I don't know anyone. It's the first time I'd ever uh, taught there. And so I opened the door and it was Sandy and a friend of ours, Julie. And they're like, get dressed. We're going to go out and look at the fireflies. So it was amazing. We went out and we went down by the river and it was just a magical light show. And it pretty much yeah. ever since I've known Sandy, it's been magical. Uh, yeah, that was so fun. But you know, um, you taught yoga and I was like, I have got to know this person because I <laughs> loved your yoga classes and then your spirit of teaching and just who you were from the very first second I saw you. So yeah. we were destined to be friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I agree. I agree. And I'm very excited that we're talking to you about vulnerability today. Because that's a big topic yeah. for you. Yeah. It's a big topic. Yeah. So, Sandy, what does vulnerability mean to you? First of all, let me say that we're doing this recording on Valentine's Day. And I, I'm really intrigued by the fact that we're talking about vulnerability on Valentine's Day. Uh, just that emotional uh, impact of that. And mm -hmm. also the nice alliteration of the two Bs, Valentine's Day and vulnerability. I kind of like mm -hmm. that. So let's, let's talk about vulnerability. And I, I think the definition of vulnerability, at least the way we use it in contemporary discussions now, has evolved in the last few years. Originally, well, the word vulnerability comes from a Latin word that means to wound. And if we look up in the dictionary, what does vulnerability mean? It means this, the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound very fun to me. <laughs> it does not encourage me to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think I would do just about anything in my power to avoid being exposed to the possibility of attack. Mm -hmm. But let's look at a, a, another definite definition. Vulnerability means expressing the sides of yourself about which you have the least confidence or certainty. That doesn't sound very good either. Like when I read that definition, I'm like, nope, nope, not that's going not there. Gonna happen. <laughs> like it's, I'm not going to be vulnerable. That's just, you know, that's just it. I think we're taught uh, at a fairly early age that opening our heart comes with a price. The first time we're laughed at or dismissed after sharing our heart, our minds, our talents, we close the door and we usually have to let the pain of that experience pass before we dare to share our heart again. In a lot of ways, I think our innate tendency that we all have to be open and true to our thoughts and our feelings is schooled out of us by society. Mm -hmm. We learn it's less painful to fit in, to hide, mm -hmm. to agree with whatever the opinion on tap for today is. We learn that being authentic, being vulnerable is dangerous. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But hopefully we can grow out of the stage of life that cares so much about what other people think. It's always something to aspire to anyway. And that brings me to a different definition of vulnerability. Vulnerability is the powerful, courageous state of being your most authentic self. To mm -hmm. be vulnerable means to step into your own being and share that with others. Mm -hmm. 
I love and that. there's the risk. That's, Share mm-hmm. that with others. There's a risk. We open ourselves up to the response of others. The response could be acceptance, acknowledgements, a- approval, love, and that would feel amazing. Mm-hmm. Or it could be dismissal, rejection, belittlement, ridicule, and that would feel terrible. Mm-hmm. But I believe being our most authentic selves should not depend on the response of others. That I guess it takes the risk anyway. And I guess it takes a bit of maturity and a bit of age to get to that point where you can get there, wouldn't you say? For sure, yes. Yeah. And realizing that everything in life comes with risk. Avoiding that risk means avoiding true living. Mm-hmm. And I think it's probably possible to exist like that, but that's not what I want for myself. I want to be the most authentic person I can be open Mm -hmm. to love and light and joy and creativity and connection and courage and faith and beauty and synchronicities. And that means you have to accept a certain amount of risk. But it also means that when you're there in that most authentic place, that those that do accept you are the people who are probably likely going to stick around with you. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. Reminds me of that song, The Dance, you know, because you can choose to not be vulnerable, but you miss out on living. You miss out on so many golden moments. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I have one more definition. Okay. Lay it on us. Vulnerability is a superpower you carry inside yourself that helps to express your truest self and the experiences that make you who you are. That's beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Well, what are some ways that you have opened yourself up to being vulnerable? I know when, you know, on New Year's Eve, I always do affirmation photos. And I had a lady that came to class one day and decided her affirmation for the year was, I am open to being vulnerable. And I was like, oh, heck no, I'm not. But I know that you you have opened yourself up to being vulnerable. What are some ways that you have? As a creative person. So I think that the channels of creativity align well with the quality of vulnerability. And I'm a poet and an artist. And as I've grown in my writing and in the exploration of various artistic expressions, I realized that the more open I am to revealing my truest self, the more natural and true my work seems to be. I can't write about love if I don't allow a firsthand knowledge of that emotion into the language of a poem that Mm -hmm. requires a letting go of the shades and (coughs) shields I use to protect myself with so that what is underneath the true me can find the space to breathe and be present on the page. Mm -hmm. And in the same way, I can't express sadness or loss in a piece of art if I don't allow my own understanding of those emotions to fit onto a canvas and into the colors and textures of whatever media I'm using. One thing I've found, anytime I'm unhappy with something I create, whether it be a piece of writing or a piece of art, I ask myself, is it authentic to who I am? Or have I contrived something false, however unintentional, because I didn't allow myself to feel and express the deepest part of myself. I didn't allow myself to be vulnerable. That ends up being the case. I have the choice to edit or to start over, 
But what happens most often is I have to tell myself, I'm not ready to write that yet. I'm not ready to create that yet. And then I have to give myself more time. That's very insightful, kind of recognizing the lack of willingness to be vulnerable at, in some places in your lives. And that's okay, knowing that sometimes you're just right. like, oh, heck no, I'm not going there right now. So that's, yeah. that's yeah. cool. Being able to step yeah. back and look at it and go, no, not now. Yeah. No. I love it when you, uh, the last time you and I were hanging out, you told me the story about the first time um, you did a triathlon. Can you tell us that, uh, tell, because Tanya hasn't heard the story, but talk to us about that and how allowing yourself to be vulnerable changed you completely. I mean, changed who you were and who you are and yes. changed your thoughts. Absolutely. Well, triathlon is one of my passions. For people that don't know, triathlon is an endurance multi-sport composed of swim, bike, and run. When I decided, and this was like in 2010, maybe 2009, that I, I wanted to do a triathlon, I couldn't swim and I didn't have a bike. I was a runner. <laughs> I could do one of the three sports. <laughs> But in order to do a triathlon, I had to do them all. So I had to figure out what, what was I going to do with the other two. I'm not a water person. I don't like swimming. I feel uncomfortable in the water, but I had to learn how to swim. So I went, I was a member of the YMCA and I knew they had an adult swim class. I went up to the teacher and I said, I need to learn how to swim. And she said, get in the water. Talk about being vulnerable. I was so uncomfortable. I was so terrified, but I went to that class and everybody else could swim. You know, like I was the, the one and only fish out of water, kind of, you know, the, the person that didn't fit in. And it was slightly embarrassing too. But I went to that class for years and learned how to swim. And now I can, I'm not a great swimmer still, but I can do what I need to do to complete, um, you know, any race. Mm -hmm. Now, I, of course I could ride a bike, but I riding a road bike with clipped in shoes with cleated shoes is a completely different thing. And I had to learn to be willing to ask for help, to be willing to fall, to be willing to fail, to be challenged until I could do that until I could ride a bike, a road bike. In my first triathlon, it was a women's only triathlon that wasn't, was, kind of a short sprint. So it wasn't super challenging as far as distance, but I cannot understate or, you know, or state how terrified I was of that little race because I'd never put it all together. And it was scary. It was something I was out of my element. I, I, I didn't feel comfortable and it was a huge challenge, but I finished that race and then I did another one. And then I did another one and another one. And then I did a full Ironman. And then I raced, qualified for and raced in the world championships for the half Ironman distance. And triathlon over those years of putting myself in difficult circumstances and uncomfortable situations changed who I was as a person. It made me believe that I could do anything, that I am capable of so much more than I ever would have thought. What is some advice that you would give people? Maybe not that want to do a triathlon, but that have some desire. I know I didn't prep you that we were, I was going to ask you that, but you know, that that's huge to have that, uh, to be able to pull that strength out of your gut 
Yeah. First of all, you got to you got to take my word that I ha do have written everywhere, including on my arm. Uh, it's in tattoo. Believe you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe that that we only use a fraction of our capabilities. We're so much more capable than we think we are. And if someone has a, a passion, it doesn't have to be triathlon. It could be ballroom dancing. It could be gardening. It could be, you know, whatever it, whatever it is to go for it, to believe in yourself. Even if it's little baby steps, I didn't start with an Ironman. I started with a tiny little, you know, women's only triathlon and grow in your abilities little bit by little bit. Don't mm -hmm. be afraid to fail. I think we limit ourselves because we don't want to look stupid. We don't want to fail. We don't want to be the only one that doesn't know something. Mm -hmm. Be the only one that doesn't know something. Yeah, I love that's that. That's how you're going to grow. And that's how you're going to challenge yourself. And that's how you're going to succeed eventually. I think it's awesome that you shared that story because I used to do biathlons and I would never do a triathlon because I too don't like the water. And so I was legitimately <laughs> like, well, I'm just going to be a biathloner. I don't need to do the triathlon. <laughs> So it's yes. funny that you say that. I always tell people, I'm like, nope, Tanya and I, we we don't do water. <laughs> I don't like it. I still don't like it. <laughs> so Sandy, tell us some some things that you offer at Rockville Writers Colony. I know um, I mentioned earlier that you created and owned this colony. You've offered mm -hmm. workshops in writing and in grief and mindfulness and, of course, yoga. I've been there and taught yoga down there. It's been wonderful. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us some of the other things that you offer and what you do there? Yeah. So mm -hmm. Rockville Writers Colony is a residency program and a retreat center for creative writers. So we offer residencies year round and residencies are a time for writers to work on a specific writing project of their own. It's a self-directed, no one is going to read your work. No one's going to critique your work. You're just going to write for on whatever project that you are currently working on. Writers stay with us one to four weeks while they do that. It is an application-based program. So you have to apply and be accepted before you can come. And then we also have weekend retreats that do contain workshops where we teach certain aspects of writing, um, whether it be about a specific genre or some other type of interesting topic that relates to writing. And in this case, we this is an all-inclusive weekend. Your food, your room, all the workshops, free time is all included in, in one retreat fee. Coming up, we have a pretty good lineup of retreats for this year. In March, we're leading a flash fiction retreat. May is persona poetry. August, writing for children. September, body, mind, spirit for writers. That's kind of like a wellness mm -hmm. retreat. October, and I'm super excited about this one, forest bathing and uh, journaling okay, and creative writing based on experiences in the forest. Mm -hmm. And we have forested land on property. So we're going to like venture up on the trails. And then November, we're doing a retreat for women's writers and Kathleen is going to come lead, co-lead that one. I'm super excited. Mm -hmm. And then we have a, what we call peace retreat every year which is, I say it's a retreat of being, not doing. And it's a couple of days to concentrate on a state of peace, peacefulness and well-being with no agenda. Mm -hmm. Sounds amazing. I feel yeah. like I have to book a retreat right now. I know. 
Well, we need to pick one of hers out and you come down and we'll just go. I think we're yeah. going to meet there. We always talk about where we're going to meet. Well, why do we need to overthink it? Like, I know. We got our meet point. We go see Sandy. She's got great hey. food, great lodging, and wine. And wine. Yeah. <laughs> got to have that. Mm-hmm. Sounds fantastic. Uh, um, I do have a couple of books to share. I know, for those of you that know Brene Brown, she t- does a lot of talks about vulnerability. And one of hers that I have read is Daring Greatly. It's a fabulous book. She also has two others that are on in my shopping cart. I haven't read yet, but one's The Power of Vulnerability. And the other is I Thought It Was Just Me. And so she is an incredible author, a psychologist. So she's someone that if you want more in-depth look at vulnerability, I think she's a great resource to go to. That's awesome. So Sandy, if somebody who was listening wanted to find information about you, where are they going to find that information? Oh, about the Writers Colony. It, there's We have a web- website, rockwellwriterscolony.org. Mm-hmm. That will there's tons of information, probably too yeah. much information. I think it kind of overwhelms people <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> but you know, like I'm an idea person. I keep thinking of more things to put on the website, so, um, but there's lots and lots of information there about mm-hmm. residencies, about retreats, about what we do, about what a writer's colony is, and lots and lots of photos of our buildings and our land and just kind of our out our uh, gardens and, and beautiful things that are around the uh, colony. Mm-hmm. Very lovely. Well, I'm excited that you joined us today. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for the opportunity to talk about one of my, I mean, I, it's a weird topic, but it, I think it's a very important topic. And I mm-hmm. don't think it's discussed all that much because it's slightly scary. Mm-hmm. You know? So thank you for the opportunity to, to talk about that. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Perfect. I'm Kat Kahn. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at Two Pittas on a Pod.